Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Patrick Beach. Welcome to Men of the Hour. Justin and I just had an amazing chat around yoga, around life, and how to feel more fulfilled in your day-to-day -day basis. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And can we get a drum roll, please? I think we have our first official yogi guest. Patrick Beach is on the podcast this week, and I can't tell you guys how long I've been meaning to get someone like him on the show. Patty's a holistic human that really devotes his work, life, and love to others while also helping himself through the art of yoga, fitness, and wellness. Now that's what I call a magical gift, and I'm so glad he's here to talk about all of that with me today. This episode is an educational one, and lots of what Patrick refers to we can all implement into our physical and spiritual lifestyles, so I hope you're ready to learn a little something and be inspired by the way he lives his life. And wait, before we roll into the episode, I gotta tell you about my friends at Breathe Therapy who are sponsoring Patrick's episode this week, the perfect brand for the perfect man of the hour. Breathe Therapy is committed to improving people's lives through the health benefits of aromatic plants in combination with innovative technology. Now, Breathe Therapy is based in Minnesota and it was created by a father and son duo, Mark and Aaron Thino. This product is super legit, my friends, like having your own personal diffuser with you wherever you go. I've been using them for just a little bit now, and I like the sleep or calm tabs while I'm getting ready for bed, but those are just two of all the tab selections that they have. Now, what I mean by tab is literally the size of a quarter and something that you place anywhere near your nose or a soft area of skin close to your face. And you want to leave it on there for about eight hours of lovely inhales and wellness exhales. Now, as cheesy as it might sound to just breathe in a little tab that's stuck on your chest, I promise you guys, inhaling aromatherapy is kind of an art I've been practicing for a little while, and I'm sure all of you have been at least thinking about doing something like this before, so why not go ahead and try it now? And I want to tell you a quick fun fact. My girl Claire, who's a good friend of mine over at Breathe Therapy, she actually recommended Patrick Beach to be on the show and even sat on the podcast interview. So isn't that fun? I've always said that I want my partners to feel like they're a part of the show with us. And this is a perfect example of that because Patrick Beach would not have been on the show if it was not for Claire recommending him. And here we are now. So as you guys are tuning into the audio of this podcast, first of all, thanks for being here. Second of all, Go to breathetherapytabs.com today and use Men of the Hour for 20% off at checkout when you do. And I promise you guys, you will not be mad that you tried these tabs. Again, the sleep and calm ones are really good before you go to bed. So try those ones out for me and let me know what you think. All right, here we go. Patrick Beach, it is. Actually, you know, I kind of wonder if he ever would use that name to build his own private beach. <laughs> Roll the tape. Thank you for saying yes to coming no on this worries. podcast, trusting me with this conversation and allowing me to educate people with what I think you have as an expertise, which is totally yoga, bro. You ever been called a yogi? I got to ask you. Oh, yeah, of course. I think, I think it's, it gets thrown around. It's just part of the, it's just part of the, uh, the vernacular, if you will, when it comes to uh, <laughs> the common consciousness of people, right? <laughs> but then... Doesn't that make you think of the words like granola and uh, it, it, does it sit in the same bucket as the word granola? Dude, to be honest with you, uh, this is kind of, kind of a nerdy reference, but it, <laughs> it reminds me of um, there's this one scene in Avatar The Last Airbender, the original series from Nickelodeon, where he's like going through the seven chakras and there's like a, a, a yogi kind of guiding him through that process. And that's that that is what it reminds me of most i'm like oh like like avatar so i'm, I'm with that because you know i was a fan of that show and and legend of core as well Ner nerdy start off to the conversation but yeah it's it's funny it's cool to see how much yoga has evolved um yeah 
even in the last 10 years into its accessibility and availability to so many more people, which is amazing. Oh my God. We're going to talk about all of it. You bring up the avatar, the last airbender, you know, the other day is all these natural disasters, which one currently is hitting the East coast. Uh, if you're on the East coast, you know what I'm talking about. The idea that what is it? Earth, wind, water, and fire are kind of those four major disasters uh, that can happen naturally. My mom and I were talking about that last week and I was like, holy shit, I guess that's true. Hurricanes, uh, fires. And there was a, there was a fire next door to her house and she goes, Oh, my neighbor's house is on fire. She's like, I think I've seen it all. I've seen tsunamis, earthquakes, and uh, hurricanes, and and any disasters with it, and now fire. She said, I think I can, you know, I think I can die tomorrow. I've seen all the natural disaster elements. My goodness, she's checked the boxes. Well, I hope her neighbor's okay. No, they're good. Yeah, on the on the West Coast, man, like <laughs> things are on fire all the time in the summer now. It's, just yeah. like, it's like the normal thing. It's so funny. People are always like, man, Seattle, because uh, that's where we live currently. Yeah. Um, people are like, it's always rainy there. I was like, no, like since global warming's kind of like been hitting recently, like a, a lot more over the last couple of years, it's yeah. sunny here way more often, but it's also uh, it's also fire season a lot in the summer, which is kind of a weird thing to think about. There's like, oh, there's, there's an actual fire season. I mean, Vancouver, uh, Canada, which is again, just north of us a bit, uh, like literally like the whole town burned down. It's just- Yeah, yeah, I think I read that. Brutal. Yeah, the state of the world in some places is is rough, but you know. Trying to keep positive. That's it. You know what you need to keep positive is this beautifully long hair and beard you got, buddy, before it burns <laughs> off. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> we're gonna keep <laughs> we're gonna spend this episode educating my friend uh, or educating others. Really, yoga. I mean, had you fall yeah. into it? Uh, why is it so significant in your life? I mean, and we could talk all day about the brands and massive studios you've built around it. You have a massive following, um, but it's because I think a lot of people look at you and they go, oh my gosh, like key master of yoga. But, but before all that came to life and, and fruition for you, walk us uh, through the journey of yoga for Patrick Beach. Uh, a, a super long story short of it is that in uh, university, I... I went to, I, I guess I finished college at a Lutheran school, a small Lutheran school. And um, I was, I didn't want to study just traditional religions, right? And so I started studying alternative religions and uh, that led me into studying yoga. And so I started reading all these yoga books like in my little apartment or whatever and like practicing poses against my refrigerator and shit and like just trying not to fall over or yeah. you know <laughs> trying trying to like get, I guess get the gist of it and I was sampling with a lot of different meditation techniques at the time and uh, one thing kind of led to another and I just started you know finding little ways to practice and then um, I would develop little practices out of these books and then from those books I started taking public class and then Mm. Uh, from public class, I, I got really inspired to just start researching other people that were in yoga uh, because yoga is such a diverse practice. It's so funny. Whenever people think about yoga, uh, most people subconsciously probably think about Bikram yoga, right? Like the sure. 26 plus two, um, because it really took hold in America and it was, it was the biggest chain of the experience. And so often um, in really anywhere, uh, the common consciousness gets wrapped around the single name of something where when you say, Hey, let's go do yoga. That's really like saying, Hey, let's go do sport. You know, it's like, well, which one, like which, mm. which style, which practice, which, um, which method, which game, because yoga is such a practice of methods. There's so many different methods to, to like how you're going to organize yourself in space and, and what you're going to do and what the aim or your focus of that mm. session would be. 
And so it's very similar to like sports, right? Like you could do yoga that's similar to baseball and you could do yoga that's similar to basketball and you could do yoga that's similar to um, really, again, any physical activity that you could think of. Like there's some yoga style that's in some way, shape or form similar to the mindset or the physicality represented in those spaces. And so mm. um, I think as you begin to enter those things, you decide like what it means for you. But, um, you know, kind of building off that a little bit, I think with the development of, of what yoga has become, so many of my friends, even when I first started teaching, they all thought that, that, that I was teaching the, the 26 pose thing. And, and, um, and I never really was because I never really studied that in depth. And, um, and yeah, so I, I think it's, it's cool that it's evolved so much. And it's also amazing that there's so many people that are just allowing it to be part of their life, which is fun. Mm, you said it, man. I think everybody just wants a little piece of it, right? It's like that um, you show up to a party and, and if you're not trying to get the dessert, but you still see the massive, like, you know, the, the board of all the different options you could possibly bite into, you, you want a little piece of it, right? That's what it sounds like yoga. Yeah. Might be. Wait, break this down for us. So I think a lot of people ask themselves, like, if they want, like, have you ever asked or been asked, Patrick, if people were going to go do yoga and they, they sometimes think that like all it is is sun salutations on a beach or stretching and doing like certain poses that we all know, which like child pose, doggy pose, like all that stuff. But that's like, I guess this at its simplest form, right? So what, where does it then begin to get more complex? I think is you begin to dive into more methods because every method has different layers to it. I mean, even if you look at um, our awakening yoga system, which is something that I created mm. uh, probably over like the last seven or eight years. It's funny to say that because I feel like, when did I actually like start creating it, teaching it? And then how long has it been since I've been sharing it? It's a funny time is so weird this, this right now, because I feel like the last year doesn't happen. Like it's still in my mind. It's 2020 because yeah, like, same, nothing, nothing really like is, has changed that much. I mean, it's finally starting to, which is hopefully very positive, but yeah. Um, but as you dive into a, a system or a method of yoga, your comfortability, comfortability with the practice improves and your skill level with the practice improves, you know, it's almost similar to playing guitar in a way. Like mm -hmm. if you started playing the guitar, like you're going to learn a few chords, right? And then from learning a few chords, you're going to learn like Mary had a little lamb or something like that, like some really, really simple song. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, and if that's all it means to you, then you're like, hey, that's your party trick. Like you pull sure. out the guitars, you play, you know, Mary Had a Little Lamb. And people are like, man, that's kind of a weird song choice. But, but you're like, hey, this was, the, this was the one that my teacher was willing to, uh, to share with me. Yeah. Um, and I think it's kind of similar to like, uh, to so many poses. Like you see, uh, you see them as, as a mainstream portion of a lot of different practices. And then, um, but then there's so many different layers to it. Like, like for us, it's all about like, how you is it we have so much of the how like how you do things and then like how you move from place to place is really important because uh, i think that leads to availability and uh one of our biggest aims is um from you know from teaching all these different places in the world yeah uh i'm always teaching such a random group of people you know mm -hmm. and, and each group has like as you're saying like different familiarities different strengths and different weaknesses and in these sessions you're teaching people with all different levels of experience. And so our biggest aim with what we share is to have a practice that meets you where you are. And if the practice meets you where you are, then you can, then everybody can be in the room doing relatively the same thing, but at their own level of physicality, scale and relevance. Because one of the things I think people often forget is that like 
when you're doing any of these things, um, the practice or whatever you're doing is really only as relevant as it is to you. And I think that's, 100%. Uh, you know, like what it, what it brings to you, like, as you're talking about uh, a moment ago, like we all want a little piece of it, or we want a little piece inside, a little piece in your heart, a little piece in your mind. Um, and when you're in those zones, you're, you're trying to figure out like what it takes to get you there. Like for some people, it doesn't take much. And like, congratulations, like that's amazing. And then for other people, like it takes a lot. And I think the, the different layers of the practice can help lead people into different levels of confidence within themselves, different levels of peace within themselves. But it really all comes down to, you know, what you need and then trying to align your intentions and your actions to make that possible. I think that could be so relevant to life too. That's got to be so fulfilling for you, man, on both spectrums like you educating other people and teaching them how to do yoga and like find balance with their skill level and, you know, meeting them halfway. There's something to be said about yeah. that. But then also for you, let's take it back a little bit more about your personal experience with yoga. Um, yeah. Where did you start to find like the full benefit of it? And then that full turn for you where you were like, oh my gosh, I really just want to do this full time. I'm going to start researching how people make money out of this shit. And I'm going to start doing a bunch of classes and this is just going to be my whole life. Um, I think it all just kind of, it, you know, it was really a one step at a time approach, I feel. Mm -hmm. uh, like as, as I started, so when I started going to class publicly, I, I was so stiff because I played basketball like growing up like pretty competitively and I trained for it quite actively. And uh, I kind of made this like flip of the coin switch from like doing basketball to like, oh, I don't really want to do it anymore, I'm gonna do yoga, right? And it happened around probably 22 years old or something like that. And uh, I was so rigid, like, like, like people always say, oh, I can't do yoga because I'm inflexible. And you know, that's like the most common thing you obviously hear. Um, yeah. But like, again, like I really, I was really unflexible. Like if, if there was like the common group of people in class, there was, uh, I was like eight steps below that when I began, you know, like when I would do triangle pose, like my toes, my whole foot would like come off the floor, like my leg couldn't straighten, it was a disaster. Sure. But, but I could do downward facing dog jumping into handstand. Like I figured that out really quickly and really easily. That sounds really advanced. Right? <laughs> yeah, this, 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 this is what's hilarious about it, right? Like that I can do this one thing, this, this one little thing, which is, is funny to me now because I mean, obviously people still, I still work with so many people on it, but this is all I could do, right? And people were like, oh wow, like that's so advanced, just as you said, right? Is, mm. but it's, but everything else, I'm like falling down in warrior two. You know what I mean? It's such a common posture, but hey, down dog to handstand, that was my bag. hundred percent. Uh, and so people asked me to start teaching them. And so I started teaching like four people at a time in my, like in my kitchen, in my apartment. Like that was, that was the thing that I, I would do. And, um, yeah. and because people were like, just so interested in this one thing. And I was like, all right, man, like I'll, I'll teach y'all. But like, <laughs> you know, I just kind of, I just kind of ran with it. And, um, and so yeah, people would come over and teach a little class and it was fun. Mm. And, and then uh, one of the people that would come to those classes, she was a member at um, a relatively popular studio and one of the teachers was moving. And so she recommended me for teaching there. And that's kind of how I got started teaching publicly. Wow. So yeah, and, and so it was, it was such a gifted opportunity to be honest with you. It's like one of those like complete dumb luck chances if you believe in luck or um if you're someone that more believes in like fate and things happening for a reason like it really mm. was one of those like it was like a, a silver platter opportunity if you will 
and because this teacher obviously was popular, she had a lot of class times. And so um, I started teaching, teaching in those spaces and yeah. it, uh, yeah, it went, it went really well. And then, you know, kind of one thing led to another and, uh, and when we got here is, it, it, it's, it's a funny, it's a funny journey in, in terms of the professional sense of it, but just personally, I think I dove into the practice because it was, um, it was personal, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't, um, it wasn't external. Like the, 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 the only person that what I was doing mattered to was me and coming from a space of like playing competitive basketball, being like, wow, to even matter to anybody, like, I need to be able to shoot this percentage from the three-point line. I need to have this vertical. I need to be able to sure. catch press this much. I need, you know, I need to like be this fast. And every single thing is a measurement against everybody else. Um, and so everything that you're working towards is really an external result. And um, and I think there's something to be said for seizing the moment in that capacity uh, because those moments are so defining. But I think there's also something to um, making the moment out of every single day and being able mm. to actualize that space and that time. And that is really what yoga brought to me. So it gave me that sense of the moment, but more consistently. And mm-hmm. so I think that's where I really got hooked into it because I wasn't, uh, I didn't need an atmosphere or competition in order to enjoy where I was at in that time. So yeah, that, that's kind of what I think that's what hooked me into it the most. It was just like, just, just that shift in my mindset around what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people are still trying to wrap their heads around how they can either take a career or a passion project and, and find fulfillment in it personally, but then outwardly is at the same time. That's a sweet spot. Like you'd said, it is a silver platter, not just you going to the studio and her having a lot of time slots, but essentially like you being now able to do what you love uh, and helping other people discover what they potentially could love at, at the same time. Oh, completely. I think one of the things that I always uh, think about when it comes to this stuff is, um, you know, what makes an experience worth having and what makes an experience worth repeating? Because those two things really play hand in hand when it comes to uh, the way you communicate with the world, right? So there are certain things that you you would like, you'd love to do, but you're like, yeah, I'm gonna do it once, like skydiving. You know, skydiving for many people is like a one-time thing. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, yeah, maybe I'd do it. But yeah, maybe I do it once. A big italicized but, fat bold, maybe. <laughs> yeah, right. But but for some, but very few people really make that leap to being like, you know what, I'm gonna go like skydive all the time. Right. So yeah. but for some people, that's an experience worth repeating. And I think when you're looking at the way you organize your time, the way you spend your time, um, you're like, well, what makes this experience worth it to me? And oh my god, like, of course. And then how and then what makes this experience worth repeating? Like, how can I, is this something that I actually want to be part of my life on a day in and day out basis? And I mm. think that is something that uh, those two questions, uh, I think so many people could benefit from. Like, you just like, look at your day, you look at your week, the way you spent your time. Like, sometimes, some of the time you obviously have to spend doing things to make sure you survive, right? But, um, but outside of that, what are you doing that is really, uh, that you, that you really find valuable. And then of those things, like one of those things is really worth repeating because um, one of the things that we always say is if you find the right yoga practice for you, it's gonna change your life because you'll find value in the experience and you'll find value in repeating the experience. And mm. um, there's so much value in repetition, but you have to like what you're repeating or else it, it, you're just like, what am I doing this for? So you need like those little internal motivations are so important, I find. Mm. Your name should be, 
Pratchett or Pratchett, Patrick Preach, not Beach. Preach. Patrick so. Preach. Patty, dude, listen to this. I feel like when when someone looks at yoga, they often ask themselves, like, what what am I actually going to gain the benefits of? Dude, I'm so inflexible. And I used to be like part cheerleader. So like, I don't know what's going on with my body. We'll worry about that <laughs> next time. When next time you come on the pod, we'll do like a yoga session. But I mean, you. for people who who haven't yet tapped into yoga or they feel like they want to, or they tried it once and couldn't find the fascination in it or that, that experience that was beneficial for them. Can you give us top line benefits of yoga? Yeah, sure. I think the top line benefit that you'll just receive is by showing up consistently is awareness, like mm. on, on a really simple level, like the ability to watch your mind or just become aware of what, what comes up within you. Because when you're doing a yoga practice, no matter what it is, you, your mind runs a little bit. And so you're like, mm. why am I thinking about these things when I'm doing this thing? You know? And so it gives you an opportunity to like find concentration, to find focus Huge. and to find like connection to yourself. Uh, so often we're all having conversations that are external. Right. And then we're also listening to our subconscious, but you're very rarely like having a dialogue with your subconscious. And I think like as you begin to become more aware of yourself, all of a sudden you start to have dialogues with your subconscious mind. You'll be like, why are you thinking about that? Like, why are you saying that? Like, that's not real. That's not true. Um, that's not even how I feel. Like, why am I, th why is, why are these things popping up in the back of my mind? And so I think that's why so many people, um, if they stick with the practice, they find a level of balance and really inner peace. It's because they start to uh, be open to a dialogue with themselves, not just a dialogue with others. And I think that's such a benefit uh, that people you know, just tend to forget about. That's next level deep shit I was not expecting. And I love that. You brought up two incredible points, concentration and balance. And I'm going to argue by saying imbalance. So we'll get to those in just a moment. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening... I forgot to tell you at the top of the podcast, but thanks for clicking play. You could have chose any other podcast. Patrick and his buddies apparently have one too. So, he, you know, we'll, we'll give you all the drops on that in the links below, but really stay with this um, because yoga could really, like you'd said, change your life, Patrick. But I wonder too, let's continue yoga for just a moment. Yeah, of course. Do you feel like as you've continued this journey for yourself with yoga, that there have been like, more spiritual connections so say for instance you said it i mean normally we're having external conversations and subconscious thoughts but give us examples of the thoughts you might have when you're doing yoga and when having those thoughts i mean negative or positive i think thoughts should run through your mind creative not creative yeah, dumb shit fun shit like you should have these thoughts because that's about having like moments with yourself but can you give us example of like particular practice and thoughts that may have ran through your head just to give people a better idea. Yeah. I think that any, anything can really come up to be honest with you. That's what's one of the funniest things about it. Like I find uh, sometimes if I'm taking a class from one of our teachers, I may be thinking about my own, you know, like that's something that comes up for me recently, like currently because uh, you know, like we're, we run an online studio now we're getting yeah. ready to run our in-person studio again, but you know, I'm like, oh, I know I have to record three classes this week, for example, right? And so I'm like, oh, like, what of this piece is relevant to my, to something I may share? And, and then I'm like, oh, wait, save that, like table that, come back to now. Yeah. Whereas like, I think in the beginning, 
uh, I would, I would think of like, dear God, why am I in this pose for so long? Like, man, yeah, this teacher, yeah. like what's, what's the purpose of what we're doing? And, um, I don't That's know if the I, shit like I think about too. Not, you know what I mean? Like, dude, dude I'm hungry. Like, I don't know if I could, man, I kind of got to pee. And I, I remember thinking about this in the beginning, like I kind of got to pee. Uh, I, I wonder if it's okay to go to the bathroom, you know, like yeah. to, to leave and come back. Like, I think these are all super common, super normal things. Um, you know, anything that the beauty of the practice is honestly, like, no matter what style of practice you're doing, like anything can pop up into your mind mm. and you have the chance to see that, you know? Sure. So you're like, Hey, I'm struggling. Why, when I'm struggling, do I think about, uh, does my, my thought pattern immediately go negative towards an, another person? You yeah, know, like, I could like, man, like, 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 it's so easy to think like, Oh, in the, in the beginning, I remember being like being super frustrated taking this one class. It was maybe like my fifth public class, and this teacher was like really into making us do lunge a lot of times. And I was like, "Why are we doing lunge for the thirtieth time?" You know, and I'm just, this is at a time when I was still um, still training to, to play like competitive basketball in some capacity, and so I was like doing hill sprints and all this other jazz. And I was like, "Man, like I'm lunged out. Like I've been running up hills. I don't I don't want to do lunge. I want to do like yeah. something yeah. else." You know. And, and so I was like, I was like, man, this teacher is the worst. Um, but then I was like, I'm struggling. This, that's personal. That has nothing to do with them. What they teach is, is their is their game. This is their class. It's their bag. I showed up, mm. and then I'm showing up, and then and my mindset is like, well, because you're not doing what I want you to do, I'm sure. then being bitter towards it, you know. Yeah. And being able to see that and being able to be like, well, th- like I'm I'm in the, I'm part of their experience, right? Their experience, yeah. what they're yeah. sharing is part of my experience right now, and like that's that's fine. I I have to own that, you know. And I think that's. Um, yeah. I think it's cool to just allow yourself uh, the chance to have different thoughts and things like that. Kind of what you said um, in the beginning, like thinking about creative shit, thinking about fun shit, thinking about dumb shit. I think that's one of the mm. hardest things about your phone, to be Ugh. honest with you. I hate uh, it. Damn, it's, damn. Just, it's just that uh, you can always get stimulation. You know, like I remember when, uh, when I was younger, before like phones were what they are, uh, you could you just like go home. Sometimes like stare at a wall for a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, like I love like, that you say. Yeah, that shit's real. You know what I heard yesterday? And I, it was Jay Shetty's on purpose podcast. I was laying by the pool, and I was on two computers most of the time. <laughs> Such bullshit. I was like, why am I even yeah. on computers? Um, and the podcast immediately, like so out of nowhere, at the perfect time, Jay Shetty had said. Uh, for every like hour, take a five minute break for every four hours, take 30 minute break and just stare at something and concentrate on it. And then you just said it, stare at the wall and appreciate the paint texture. Like those things allow you to like de-stimulate because we are in an overstimulated world right now is, is not cute. You know what I was trying to do? in this small ass fucking New York city apartment, I was literally trying to do the dishes and I had two cell phones laying right there. And I was like, <laughs> but you know, I, subconsciously I was like, Oh shit, I need to pick that up. I need to answer an email. I need to do these things. Yeah. And I said, fuck it. And I put it to the side, but that's just a mild example to your point though. It's, it's totally. No, but no, but, but that's, that's what I mean. That's the exact thing of it is like, you can always find stimulation. Like it's, it's impossible to not find it. So yeah. then you move into consuming instead of creating you know, and I think that yeah. so often people determine creating to be like uh, creating art or creating music or creating a class. But it's like creating is just like your brain thinking of things like it doesn't need to be any more or less than that. And I think mm. it really allows you to process. And 
uh, if you take any action on those creative thoughts, then that that's like your magic. Um, your, yeah, it's your magic, but it's really your path of manifestation, right? It's like something that you thought of that you're just like putting into the world and whether two people see it or two million people see it, like it's still out there and it's, yeah. it's still, it's still, it went from your thought process into some level of reality. And I think that's so important. That. It's yeah. so important. Just like your studio, your online studio, your in-person studio. When you have those thoughts, I think like you're so right though. People associate the word creativity with like an artist, a painter, a musician, an actor, a uh, designer. Yeah. But no. It's yeah, all I mean, of them. Yeah, it's, it's, everyone has their own level of creativity. All those people just happen to have creativity towards something that's received externally. 100%. You know what creativity and yoga take? You said it, concentration. I looked yeah. up the definition. I wish I could have said I did it live, but I didn't. My hands have been sitting here on this fucking microphone the whole time. So I looked up the definition prior to our conversation, hoping you would have brought it up because it takes, like it literally, you need concentration for yoga. But I was like, but it all yeah. is, like, it could pertain to so much. You ready for the definition? I'm ready. The action or power of focusing one's attention or mental effort. So I was like, oh my God, there's so many keywords here. Power, focus, attention, effort. Regardless, all of that equals concentration. And the reason yeah. I think we should talk about concentration is because nobody is concentrated today. So from your perspective, because you're a yoga instructor and I just know that you're a smart entrepreneur, a skilled creative, what does concentration look like for you? Take a project, for example, and just walk us through your, if you don't mind, the process of how your brain works to stay focused and concentrated on like one thing at a time or, you know, where that mental effort goes. Totally. Um, so for me, I kind of live in this state of like fluid, um, a fluid thought process, if you will. And so I'm always trying to like process one thing or another. And so when I'm, when I'm trying to process things, uh, you know, maybe I'm, maybe I'll practice or maybe I'll just start playing with a movement. And again, this doesn't have to be related to movement at all, but, um, but just the fact that like, I'm, I start to move and then I start to wrap my mind around what it is that I need to lock into. Right. And then what, and then I, and then once I've created the connection to like the path I want to walk, then that's when I can really like focus in on it and, yeah. uh, and tune into to what I need to create, like what I need to make or, um, or how, what decision I need to make and like how, how to execute upon those things because it, it gets so, it's easy to trip on pebbles, I think. Like there's so many pebbles that you'll just find that are just gonna get in your way um, every single day, do, do you know? And that's just kind of part of the process. But um, instead of getting caught up on those things, it's like, hey, how can I like do something that helps me step away from the, the activity that, so then I can actually see the bigger picture of what I'm trying to do. And that really helps me focus and like lock in on, um, on the actions or steps that I think are the best at that time. And it really reminds me of this, uh, this kind of like yoga philosophy, but it's, it's, a, it, it's about the difference between being present and being focused, right? If you're being focused, you're just fully tuned into the one task at hand, exactly what you're saying about concentration. You're like, Wow. You're in it. There's nothing else going on around you. Like you're, you're fully locked into that. But yeah. when you're in concentration or where you're in focus, you're not necessarily present because if you're present, you're aware of your full surrounding, you're in your bigger picture. Right. Mm. And so it's, it's trying to play the balance of like, um, you know, almost like describing it as similar to a, like a massive painting, right? Like if you're working on a massive painting, like you need to go in there and get the details. 
you know, like you need to get those details in there and, and make sure that every little uh, color is in the proper place that you want it to be. But then you have to step back from the painting for a moment and just be like, okay, like what's there? Where do I want to go next? How should I orchestrate the next flow of color in order to create my masterpiece, in order to create the thing that, that's really important to me to share right now? And I think um, that's what helps me really zone in on things is the ability to not only like, be in that state of focus but but remember to step back like remember to move away in order to see everything else you ever been told you're so well spoken dude you're a perfect guest for this show <laughs> i don't know man but thank you yeah. i uh, I'm i i'm the first to tell time. you that you're I so good time, <laughs> i love that it's uh it's the italian in me you know like my mom talked all the time like i'm just um my daughter talks all the time like my whole like little crew like i feel like everybody that's part of our circle like can talk to yeah. a wall all day long so you know so, I, think, I think that's part of it it's a constant constant flow of conversation you're making the episode a constant flow of conversation to someone as uh fluid of a thinker like yourself do you compartmentalize um i i think i have to now to be honest yeah. with you you're getting uh, busy yeah, just, just with getting busy and with uh, really trying to find like work-life balance a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, and and it's, it's really just, it's, it's one of these things with like, I guess, learning to be a parent. Every, every, I post like funny videos um, with my daughter on the internet and people are like, wow, you're the best parent. I was like, that's such a weird thing to say to somebody. Like I'm, I'm like actively trying to, to do my best. Like that's that's all I can really, right. Good you know, because um there's so many different ways to, to be a parent. And I think that um, so often people put pressure on themselves to be a parent that they're not. And I'm trying to be the parent that I am, you know? And I think mm -hmm. that's a different, um, a different way to think about things. Like some people are like, oh, like a perfect parent is there with their kid all the time and like is, is there and makes every meal and does every single thing and, you know, changes every diaper or puts them to bed every single night. And like, for some people that's the, that's the vibe and that's that's the thing but yeah. for others like you need you need other things like you need uh maybe you need work or maybe you need play and, and you still obviously need um need time with your kids but i think it, it's it's one of those things that really helped me understand compartmentalization because like when i'm with my daughter i don't want to be anywhere else in my mind you know what i'm saying i don't mm -hmm. want to be thinking about an email or thinking about a job or thinking about a class Good that you call. did yeah, teach, of course. you know, like, and so I, I try to find like that, that right balance of, Hey, like I'm there, I'm with you and I don't need to, to be anywhere else with it. And so yeah. that's really helped me with compartmentalization. And then also since we've um, built out our own online studio, like we, we're like compartmentalizing the work has been so different recently. That was because, say, like the teaching work. And then there's like the in-person work, which recently has been so much like, painting or construction or building things or like deciding how something's going to look and that's like a, such a different mindset as opposed to teaching which teaching is just like is what I love to do mm. um but it's not always the thing that you always get to do and so it's like one of those it's just it, it's all part of the, the same again it's just like seeing the bigger picture it's all part of the same game mm. the masterpiece as you called it you bring yeah, up, fine, you bring up your <laughs> 
<laughs> you bring it's, up it's a vibe. You're you're a vibe, dude. What the hell? Also, wait. <laughs> speaking of masterpiece, in order to have a perfect podcast, apparently you have to be able to hold this cell phone up to your face uh, for this long. So we're gonna have to bring in some audio applauses and and uh, give Patrick an applause. <laughs> I don't know if you have like a steady cam, a tripod. Dude's holding his phone. So I I, I really thank you for coming on this podcast. Now, uh, yeah, no worries. You guys know what Patrick doesn't just preach. Patrick parents. That's a great point. There's so many people I think right now that don't know that you should be trying to be the parent that you already are. And you have, a, that's a great point you bring yeah. up. It's, it's so much imposter syndrome. I feel like people are facing, right? But also, I mean, you're, you're a yogi, right? As we called, as we called you at the top of the episode. <laughs> so how does yoga yeah. then help you as a parent? I mean, if people are listening right now and you got kids or kids on the way, my brother got a damn kid on the way and I'm so excited. <clears throat> Can't tell you if it's a boy or girl, but could you imagine like how many people are like, I need something to help me with my parenting. And like, you can go to classes, therapy, whatever you want, but yoga is a great thing you could probably do before and during the kids, you know, birth. No, I, I completely agree. Not only is there like for the, the mother, there's obviously pre and postnatal yoga, which is, um, just really important in, in our belief. But I also think the mindset towards things is really helpful because uh, there's, there's such a shift when you have a kid. It, like, it totally punches you in the face. It doesn't matter who you are. Like, <laughs> you're, you're not prepared. For when the, the baby comes out, the fist just goes pop. Yeah, it's like, bam. You're like, oh, dang. Especially like, then you leave it. It's not like they give you an instruction book when you leave the hospital. You know no, what I mean? Don't. It's like, it's yours. See ya. They're like, all right, peace. Uh, it's so funny. That, that, that was a shocking but, but, um, but fun moment. Um, but I, I think one of the things that, that yoga really helps you with most when it comes to parenting is just that it, it allows you to understand and really appreciate the moments when you are enjoying being around your child when they're very young. Yeah. Because there's a lot of moments in the beginning where it's going to be a little bit rough. And so you need to like be able to savor those moments when it's not, you know, you need to be able to like, Hey, like this is the moment where it's like, it's good. This is the moment yeah. where I don't feel like um, my life is less or my life is done or my life isn't the same as it was before. I mean, obviously your life is different. You have a kid, like that's just the reality. 100%. But, um, but it, it gives you like just perspective, I think. And you're, I love that. you're not as, res you're just not as responsive because I mean, they're crazy sometimes, man. Like, like no, my daughter said, shit, it's, it's pretty, punching you apparently. Yeah, it, it, it does at the beginning, but like, like my daughter speaks incredibly well for being almost two. Um, like she'll, she'll speak in like paragraphs pretty much. Like she, she's just very fluent with language. And, uh, and, and so like, she'll drop hammers on you. You know what I mean? Like, she'll like, she'll like go away. Like she'll, she'll, she'll like, she'll like, daddy, you cannot sit next to me right now. You need to go sit in the other room and make me a smoothie. I love that. that. You Snaps right to that, ma'am. You raised <laughs> but, her well. So she said that to me. Yeah, she said that to me yesterday, right? And so I was just like, <laughs> and, and, and I, I could la laugh at it now, but I was like, man, like I've been toting you around all day. Like we went and did all these things and played with bubbles. We went down slides, we climbed up ladders. Like and we now were you like for like this? three and a half hours. And I get, I get back home and, and we're like, hey, all right, daddy, I'm going to watch my show for 15 minutes. you're going to get away you from go making this movie. Yeah, totally. Or like one of her other things is like is, is ownership. So, you know, we always just have like, 
yoga mats or things floating around the house on the floor and stuff. And um, sometimes for us, and so obviously a lot of the time for her uh, to play on. And she, and I was on, on one this morning and she goes, no, daddy, you can't sit there. That is my yoga mat. That is mine. It is not yours. You can ask if you want to sit there. That's what she said to me. She's not even two. You know, it's, it's, it's like, but, but, but it gives you the perspective to be like, man, you're kind of rude sometimes. But but you realize that she's just expressing language and it's not, nothing about it is inherently personal, right? And in the other moment, she's like, five seconds later, she's like crawling on top of me. But you have to have that perspective of, um, or the, the practice gives you perspective, excuse me, to be able to step away from a time when, you know, for whatever reason, it's not good. And, mm. and know that the moment is changing, you know? And I think that's so important to remember. It's like the, the impermanence of a child's mind and that they're new here. I think that's one of the things that, um, that we, we were always talking about in the beginning is like, you know, no wonder kids freak out all the time. Like there's all this shit going on in the world. Like we're talking about natural disasters for a brief yeah. at the beginning of the podcast. And, and this kid is new. It's like, what the heck is going on? I mean, like, what we, world we did you bring this, me into dad? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it's such a wild, uh, it's a wild thing to consider. Yeah. All of a sudden they're processing all these things and they're trying to figure out how to participate and trying to figure out like, Hey, like how to move, how to speak, how to get what they want. And, you know, in, in a simple way, like we're all still trying to figure that stuff out in some capacity, mm. just changes a little bit as you get older, but um, th th there's so many different worlds that you can kind of step into. And I think that uh, as you begin to, you know, grow older, you like make choices and you start to play in different atmospheres and mm -hmm. different spaces. And that really helps, you know, not only shape you, but shape the, shape the worlds that you participate in and that you're a part of. And, um, you know, we call that culture, we call that groups or yeah. bubbles or friends or whatever. But I think that really, you know, when you can understand those things and you can just get, have the opportunity in your mindset to step away, I think it just gives you um, perspective, which mm -hmm. is helpful. And deep honesty too. You bring up a good point, which is just being like understanding that these gentle reminders come as being a parent, as being an educator, yeah. as being a a, a a mentor to your family, to your kids, or what have you. Your daughter probably speaks better English than me. You said paragraphs, and the way that she just told you to get off her damn mat. I don't even know if I could do that. Number one. Number two, Patrick switched hands on this phone. So I'm going to switch hands on holding this microphone that you hear my uh, voice coming out of right now. Too. So <laughs> we're, we're, we're both just holding the mic. I, I have that mic. I feel, like it's, I feel like it's heavy. That's the one we use oh for Oh my podcast. God, this is so fucking heavy. So I tried to put it on a, the little stool thing, but then it's going to like come up to my eyes and the, the, those don't really yeah. talk as well. You know what I mean? <laughs> I do. I do trust you. We we've dealt with many um many different audio situations, so it's kind of funny. Gosh, but it's so fun learning this stuff. If you're listening right now and you want to start a podcast, just direct message one of us. It is so interesting. You just learn shit yeah. out, and I think there's like your heavyweight champions of podcasting, and then you have your you know people that like to do it once a month or whatever. And like, dude, it doesn't matter. It's just like it's really dope to have these conversations with guys like you. So we're gonna continue. We're going to continue the conversation. Let's talk about imbalance of life. This will be the final topic. And then I got one last question for you, yeah, which um, if you guys are listening, stay tuned. I have a really important question I want to ask Patrick as we close things up. But so do you, I mean, you seem to have a really good perspective and wrap on, on life and the world that you're living in. Um, but it also is such an imbalanced world. Now that you're a parent, now, you know, you're, you're having to go from like 
online studios to in-person studios. I'm sure there's been a bunch of like leaps and changes and what do they call them? Trials and tribulations and life life is life. Right. And I love that you bring up the fact that it's a learning experience. I think all of us are guinea pigs. I think all of us are supposed to keep learning about this as we go, which means there's never actually going to be balance. I tell people, or I try to call them on their bullshit. Every time I hear someone say like, Oh, I just need balance or I want balance. But you said it very well a second ago, which is like, it's a constant shift of, of perspective and being in the moment, being present, which yoga allows you to do, which you're so good at is to just gently um, be flexible. Don't you think? But but in terms of imbalance, uh, do do you think it exists? I think that it's balance is the wrong word, but it's the word that people use. I think the biggest thing to work on is like controlling your controllables. Mm. I think that's like mm. a really simple way to to say it because too often there's like this need to think like, oh, okay, everything's in its proper place. Like nothing is ever always like going to stay in its proper place. Like that's not the way that life happens. Like nature isn't organized. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like nature is random in so many ways. And so uh, the nature of anything is, is to become um, disorganized. Sure. And so instead of sitting here and like trying to constantly seek something that isn't necessarily there, it's like, what can I control and how can I work the best within that space. And, and I feel that if I really lock into those zones, it's really helpful for me because then I'm not, I'm not trying to, um, what's the best way to say it? Like, I'm not trying to, to worry about something that I literally can't have no say in, you know, because some people get, get caught up in these, in these narratives of like, oh, this happened, so therefore, therefore what for you you know like you gotta answer that question like well what does that mean what does that mean for you and and how you want to live and exist and i'm not even saying that in the like only you matter way but your reality is is shaped by the way you want to participate in the things that you can control and Mm. we can all fight to you know have more control and quite are so many people you know obviously play pretty wild games for power which is weird to me but you know it's just not my interest um Whereas mm. I think that when you really start to focus in on like the stuff that that's like in that's on your table, you know, that, that, that you can control all of a sudden you're, you're playing games that, that you can uh, winning. I'm trying to move away from narratives of winning and losing, but that, that you can actually win that you can feel good about. And if you, you know, feel good about the things that you can control, then all of a sudden, um, you know, you, you start to you start to have a more positive impression on how you're living your life because you're like, hey, like I tried this thing and it went pretty well. And then, you know, yeah. I tried this thing too and it went pretty well too. And it's not to say like it was perfect or that it wasn't, there wasn't a problem with something that happened, but you're like, hey, overall, like that went pretty well. You know, it's like, mm. it's like having people over for dinner the first time, right? And you're like, well, like, hey, the conversation was good. The food was medium, but like yeah. all in all people ate and now we're here and like that went okay. Like, hey, maybe next time try this, you know, like, yeah. It's just one of those things where you're like trying to build, uh, build patterns where you feel good about the actions that you're taking. I think that really gives you a better, a better sense of purpose in the way you're living. Mm-hmm. I got a follow up. What's the biggest correlation do you think between understanding the things you can control and then feeling as if you have to create a balance for your life? Does that make sense? Like, is there a major yeah, correlation course. there? I'm just curious. 
Well, I, I think the, in my mind, at least the biggest correlation is if, if when you're thinking about balance, especially for someone that actually like plays with balance all the time. Yeah. Um, I was going to say that's like space, a full like, circle thing. It's, yeah. It's um, you, you, you recognize that there's like levels of balance. Like you're like, Oh, right now I'm in a good balance. I'm in an engaged balance. I'm in a fleeting balance. Um, and, and so it just helps you kind of recognize that like, well, what can I do right now? You know, and oh, I think yeah. that, I think that's what's, that's what's helpful is like, what, where's the actions that I can take part in? Like, how can I participate in, in my life? I think that it's, it gets very easy to sit back instead of step forwards. Right. Because it's like, it's, it's not, you're like, oh, things are fine. But it's like, hey, that doesn't mean that you can't still pursue and, and see where you can maneuver in like different areas where you can find success or find joy. I think that like the more you find joy in the way that you're existing on a day-to-day basis, the more you'll feel in balance because you're not, you're having these barometers or these measures of happiness and um that are consistent right and so i think so many things about the way that you find balance or that you work on your controllables is, is patterning right it's like the way that you pattern your life um uh-huh. and, and and you know sometimes you need things again that are just stupid fun and sometimes you need things that are like strict and supported it's like a balance of structure and freedom like i think that's the best balance to mm. try to seek instead of like oh everything's in its proper place now i'm in balance it's like hey in my life, I need a little bit of structure and a little bit of freedom. And for all of us, that that balance is very different. Right? I was just some gonna us, say, but I love some that. of us need a lot of freedom, you know. Some of us <laughs> need a lot of structure, a lot of structure, right? But I, I feel that if you really if you really get honest with yourself, you start to have that internal dialogue, then mm-hmm. you start to become aware of like, hey, like in order to for me to be productive and take care of myself, I need like this much structure in my life, you know, I need that, I need that much, maybe like 60% of my life needs to be in structure. And if 60% of my life is in structure, then 40% of my life can be in freedom. And that's a good groove for me. You know, I think that's wow. such a better way to like, look at it because you're not striving for a pedestal. Instead, you're just looking for a measure and a measure you can find. Mm. But uh, a pedestal, you know, even Olympians only get there you know, one Olympian gets there every, every four years and that's if they even have the games. And then, you know, this year's not even fans, which is brutal, but it's just it's what know. it is. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What is your measure? Let's give people a run for their money. Are you 60, 40? I have to ask, man. Oh, I, need... I think you're like 90 freedom, 10% structure in a good way. <laughs> I would, I would probably say I'm about the, the, the biggest thing is if you're looking at time, yeah. I do, uh, the structure in which I, I do physical practice is, is relatively structured. So I'd probably say I'm like 70, 30, because that's a pretty big container for me. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, I need a lot of freedom. And the real reason for that is, is just that like, I'm, I'm very experiential, you know, like I don't, um, I'm not much of like a homebody. It's something like I'm really working on a lot more just to get comfortable with it. Um, obviously because of my daughter, uh, but you know, I think like the, the freedom and the flow of life is something that I really try to interact with and something that when I feel connected to, um, you know, I, I feel good about, you know, like when you're in your flow of life, like what does that look like? My flow percent percentile wise. Yeah, like when, you're, yeah when, you're in your, when you're in your flow of life, like what, what feels, you know, like what, what feels good to your flow of life? Mm. 
probably like a 30, 70, 30% structure, 70% freedom. I work my very best. I could be working my corporate NBC job or doing this pod, doing stuff in the city. I love having the autonomy to just kind of do when do do things when I need to be doing them. You know what I mean? And that's like anybody who's, who's done something or created something or the masterpiece word, as you said earlier, I think can attest to that. It's, it's yeah, that's at least where I'm at probably like 30, 60. Yeah, no, it's good. And then 10% random because you know, we just didn't, that wasn't really accounted for. Oh my God. Right. I think both of us have 10% random dude. Well, speaking of 10%, uh, actually, this has no relevance to 10%. Why the fuck did I say that? It's you know what? Good. I got one more question for you, bud. So yeah, I'm ready. You, you probably have like a pace that you're on right now. That's like, you know, well, I, I have this balance and by all means, everything you've shared has been so thoughtful and valuable, bro. So I really thank you for all that. But with, with regards to like the life you're living, and I know it's definitely one that's fulfilled because of the practice that you preach literally, didn't I say Patrick yeah. preaches? So the practice that you preach, Patrick, Ooh, wow. Say that five times on your own. I'm not about to do it, but you know, do you find purpose in what you're doing? And if so, what is that purpose? How do you define it? And uh, how did you discover it? It's like a three tier, but I just, I often wonder yeah. people like you have to have some sense of purpose in what you're doing. So I think the, the biggest sense of purpose that I find right now, to be perfectly honest with you, um, has been happening a lot over the last couple of weeks, which is uh, since the world started opening up, at least here on the West Coast, um, the starting to see people, like I'm randomly out in the grocery store and seeing someone's like, you got me through the pandemic, like straight up, like people, people like hitting, hitting you up with that one. Like I'm, I'm in there, you know, picking out avocados. Like this, this happened three times at Whole Foods just like two days ago, right? The same, same trip. And uh, people are saying like, you got, you got me through the pandemic. Like you and the team at Commune, like y'all got me through the pandemic. Like, thank you. Like that's, and because again, like we were teaching to just ourselves, you know, for like 14 months, 15 months, like we've just been teaching like me, Carling, CJ Shelby, Erica, like we've all just been teaching each other just in this really small space and like sending classes out and like you're, we're getting some comments, you know, and, and feedback and people are obviously taking them, which is amazing, but yeah. you're not, you're not seeing that personal thing. And, and just to have like, you know, I've been, when I was on the airport or airplane went to LA, like two people just, they, they saw us. They were like, thank you so much for like the classes you guys create. Like it, it got us through um, the pandemic. And so like, knowing that what I'm creating matters, like helps other people. You know, I think that's such mm. a, it, it brings so much purpose to what we do. And it's, it's really inspiring, not, not just for like, oh, like, hey, like what I'm doing is relevant to somebody. It's just like, that it's helpful, that, that mm. the effort we're putting out isn't, isn't just for, um, you know, people that want to do, you know, like advanced poses. You know, these people are like, thank you, like you got me, through this period of time and that's just been really fulfilling in a lot of ways and it, mm. it's not like people are like hey thanks like you helped me learn how to do handstand like that's cool like that's great like honestly like i'm happy that it works for you but um you know if if, if that if that handstand or practicing that handstand was something that like you went to every single day when you were feeling bummed or mm. you needed a little bit of structure or you needed something to do to give you purpose and like you went to our our classes and that helped you get there or that helped you find joy and in, in your day then then that's amazing and that that's that's really what we like strive to do you know is like 
uh, again, coming back to that thought of, um, you know, what makes an experience worth having and yeah. what makes an experience worth repeating. And, and so if someone had, you know, so many experiences with us over the past year, because I think we've made like almost 2000 classes or something like that uh, collectively, uh, someone, you know, had the ability to come back and take classes over and over and over again and, and just feel like them feel connected to it. And I'm like that, I know that's worth it to me. That's so like valuable. And it's rooted in your, your authentic, uh, how do you say this? It, it's almost definitely rooted in the fact that you guys have the intention of trying to make better for people, you know, from the get-go. We heard yeah, it. You may not totally. say that, but I totally feel that from, every, from everything we just talked about, man. Oh my gosh. Well, well, you know what? Patrick Beach, who preaches and parents and does <laughs> yoga and does all this dope shit, dude, you just educated the hell out of us. And I can't, uh, I can't thank you enough for holding this phone this long. You know what I mean? No uh, if, if that's, if that's all we get from you, buddy, I got to go figure out what your medical bill is going to cost um, when you have to, when you I'm have arthritis in your elbow. <laughs> You're good though. You're a yogi. So you can do that. Um, aside from the gym opening back up in person, can you give us some uh, ideas and exciting news you might have coming up mr patrick peach breach peach preaches beach you're almost a rapper now i like it your, your wordplay is phenomenal um you can always check us out at communeyogastudio.com our podcast is called life in commune that'll be back next week we have new episodes dropping for that and uh we have a new tr a couple of new trainings coming with awakening yoga academy in the fall so yeah we'll be back teaching out in the world soon you know the studio opens back up next week and then we'll be out traveling and teaching again hopefully in the fall so yeah the vibe is good you know and the thank vibe. you all so much for having me on it was super fun to chat you're so great man thanks for saying yes to this Hey, it's Justin again. And before you exit this very episode, wherever you're listening, I want to say thank you for being here. I hope you learned something new and are leaving more inspired by the conversation you just heard. Men of the Hour is also on Instagram and YouTube at Men of the Hour Podcast, where you can find all of our video sneak peek exclusives and full episodes. Be sure to follow and subscribe and do all those great things so that we can stay connected. And right before you jump, I would love to hear from you if you would put a rating and review right here where you're listening. Until next Monday, continue taking care of yourself and building the best possible life.